today on the Marshall Pruitt Podcast and your week in IndyCar guest episode. Who do we have? Boy, do we have a great friend. Simona Silvestro calling in from your lovely homeland. Hey, I've heard a rumor, pal. Somewhere around May, you might be doing something kind of, sort of cool. Tell us about how this, uh, this deal with Beth Peretta, Roger Penske, Bud Denker, Oh, Chevy, this amazing opportunity that's come your way. Uh, yeah, th- well, thanks for having me. I think it's uh, definitely uh, pretty exciting uh, to come back to the to the Indy 500. And, uh, uh, you know, especially how it happened. It was uh, quite surreal. I think uh, it was a couple of months ago and, um, and Beth actually texted me and saying, oh, you know, there's uh, something about the 500. And uh, and I was like, you know, okay, I'll, I'll listen into it. And uh, when I got on the call with her, she was uh, telling me about the opportunity. And then she said, oh, can we talk to the team as well uh, in an hour? And uh, I was like, okay, yes, sounds good. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, definitely when she said uh, it was going to be Roger Pansky and Bud Denker, it was, uh, it, was, it was really incredible and pretty surreal, to be honest, especially to be on a Zoom call. Uh, in uh, Roger's office uh, to 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 get uh, this news and uh, and yeah get the kind of uh, this 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 opportunity and uh, and what they were thinking and I'm uh, yeah super stoked that uh, that it's happening I'm super stoked that uh, uh, Porsche is also giving me the green light to pers- participate in the race so I'm uh, yeah I'm uh, I'm really happy and I, I really can't wait to for the month of May to to arrive. I so wish that when you got on that Zoom call with. Roger and Bud, you said, oh, these guys? No, no, thanks. I'm good. <laughs> I decline. Uh, I, I, well, I, I did actually say that uh, I've been waiting for this call for a long time. So, and uh, they laughed. So, well, <laughs> so yeah, it was quite funny. <laughs> men to that, Sim. That is so awesome. I'll mention one other thing before we get into the questions that your many, many fans sent in. I was aware of this program for a little while and there were a number of women, very skilled women, and some where it would have been a reach, right? It would have been a little bit beyond their at least current experience level to seek this drive. There were a lot of women who had heard about this and really wanted it as would be normal. I've only known of you being on pole position and the number one driver Beth, Roger, Bud, and so on, wanted from the outset. I don't know if you were fully aware of that, but tell me what that feels like or what that means, because that tells me something, that this wasn't some sort of, hey, we're going to do a a gong show with 10 drivers and we're going to have a selection process. They knew who they wanted and made it happen immediately. That has to feel good, validating, something. Uh, yeah, definitely. I think uh, you know, especially if you if you have Roger Penske uh, calling you and wanting you uh, in, in this uh, in this program. You know, I think it's quite special. And for me, you know, I think uh, it's it's been a long journey. You know, and when I think back ten years ago, when uh, my IndyCar journey kind of really started, and actually, I think also who made uh, made me, I would say, made uh, who I am today. I think, uh, uh, yeah, it's it's quite exciting. You know, uh, I've never thought I'd come back uh to the speedway you know in in a constellation like this and uh, 
um, yeah, for, for them to, you know, I think I've had lots of talks, you know, lots of encounters uh, uh, with uh, with Roger Penske o- over my career and uh, and for finally, you know, be being able to to have the opportunity to be in uh, in one of those cars uh, prepped by them and having Beth, you know, really also being kind of the key uh, person to putting all of this together uh, w- with them. I think it's, uh, it's super exciting. And for them, yeah, to just give me the chance. And uh, uh, I think uh, luckily I've, I think that they've seen what uh, what I've done in the past and, and, and that my career has uh, kept going. But I think this is really a, a huge uh, shot for me to, to come back like this. And uh, yeah, I'm pretty excited that, uh, that it's happening actually in my lifetime, to be honest. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, and, 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 and be, be the one to, that gets to do it. And you're still young. That's the thing, which I love about <laughs> this. Well, I'm just saying, having watched you kick the living poop uh, out of your rivals and going down to a great championship finale in the Atlantic, uh, the Atlantic championship, but having watched you clear, ready to go, ready to move from Atlantics to IndyCar, uh, knew without a doubt the talent you demonstrated there in junior open wheel along with john edwards for example and a couple others but there was such an an amazing crop of talent you being one of the two leading talents had that indycar career you know four four and a half years and now it just feels amazing that frankly the type of call you got from roger recently if we wound the clock back to the end of that what was it 2009 atlantic championship uh, I, I feel fine saying that you really should have been getting this call a little while ago, but whether it was then or now, it's finally happened. So why don't we get in, Sim, to uh, questions here, all brought to us by our partners at torontomotorsports.com. Definitely love our friends at Cooper Tires and also the Justice Brothers. We are going to start with our pal James Bethay, and you know what he has to say? Just simply congratulations we have missed having you in IndyCar for a long time, and we're looking forward to see you shine with this opportunity. And I should mention, Sim, that we use James' question or comment to open because you got about 18 million of those. So we're just <laughs> using James as the example of so many who are happy to have you back. Uh, I love this question that came in from our pal Simon from Canada. He says, I happened to meet you at the Indy Airport the morning after the 2015 Indy 500, your last Indy 500 start says, I congratulated you in your race, but you seem disappointed. Says, what does it feel to look back on that race you did with Andretti Autosport and know that the next one is coming with what is hopefully a much, much better opportunity? It's a great question, Sim, because you were there trying to help, trying to be a part of turning Honda's not-so-great season, first year with that uh, manufacturer arrow kit around, you got to drive for Andretti Autosport, one of the big three teams. Just that particular team with that manufacturer in that year wasn't ready to give you what you really deserved. Uh, yeah, you know, it was, uh, I think, uh, especially at that time, uh, it was, uh, you know, I really tried to come back into IndyCar that year, you know, and uh, and I think leaving that race, it was, uh, you know, it was a good shot. Like you said, you know, Andretti Autosport is an amazing team. Uh, they always perform uh, at the speedway, and uh, for some reason, or some luck of mine, uh, it wasn't meant to be that year. That the the, the performance wasn't wasn't really really that good of uh, of everyone. So, um, but you know, I think it. 
at the end of the day, all these things happen for a reason, I think. And, uh, uh, you know, leaving that uh, indie at that, at that time, I, I, I knew, you know, uh, I'm not sure to come back and, uh, and, you know, maybe that was going to be my last 500. Who knows? You know, I don't know what was going in through my mind, but, uh, but yeah, you know, my career take, took a whole different path and all that. And, uh, and here I am uh, back. So, uh, so you know, like uh, I said, never say never. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm super excited, and uh, uh, I think that year was a, a a good year in the sense, you know, I had great teammates around me, and uh, and and I think coming back this way with with also great teammates, I know how uh, the job can 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 be done, and uh, and I think that's actually what uh, really excites me about this. Good friend of the show, John Wojnar asks. Is there added pressure on you to perform now that you are in a car that is aligned with Team Penske? Uh, he says, or is it the same old sit down, put the pedal to the metal, and turn left? <laughs> well, it's a, it's a bit of both. You know, I think, uh, you know, as you grow older, you just realize how, how uh, important all these, these things are, you know, or doing another 500 and things. I think you're it just much more aware of it. And, and for sure, you know, I think if I look at, uh, uh, at where I'm, I am today, you know, I'm, I'm I'm a Porsche Works driver. I'm getting an opportunity to be in one of uh, Roger Penske's car. Uh, it's yeah, I feel like you know everything that I fought for over over my whole career is is finally happening. So uh, so it's kind of uh, down to me, you know, to to really get it done. And uh, I'm looking forward to the challenge. And we know how racing goes, but. Uh, you know, I'll come as prepared as I can be, and uh, uh, and yeah, and hopefully uh, everything aligns that uh, that at the end the result will, will be good. But uh, yeah, a bit of pressure is is always good because I think uh, uh, I think it makes you work uh, even harder for it. I'll throw in uh, an added question here. I know that whenever I speak with uh, our mutually insane friend Will Power, uh, Simon Pagano, etc those who raced against you in IndyCar, they all express massive respect for you, not only in terms of your talent, but your hardcore racer sensibilities. Like they both are very clear in saying, yeah, she is a pain in the ass, <laughs> right? Uh, these are two Indy 500 winners and serious <laughs> champions. They, and they both rate you as a serious threat uh, obviously, Joseph Newgarden, two-time champion. Uh, we have Scott Scotty McLaughlin coming in. I don't know if you've gotten any notes for or texts or whatever from some of these guys you're going to be affiliated with for the month of May. But uh, what is it like to know that you're going to have some of the most accomplished teammates to work with? That's only going to help, in theory, elevate you and uh, what you're doing in your number sixteen Chevy. Yeah, I think it's um, it's it's quite cool. Yeah, they they did write me and uh, and 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 it's uh, it's quite uh, uh, quite cool, you know, to to kind of see the respect. And uh, with Scotty, it's quite funny because I've been the rookie in supercars, so for <laughs> once, uh, I'll show up and not be the rookie at the speedway. <laughs> uh, I had to kind of dig in a bit there, but uh, but yeah, no, I think you know, I, you know, especially I think uh, you know Joseph and. Uh, uh, and Simon, you know, I, when I raced in Indy cars, you know, they they were not yet in in this team, and uh, and I knew I was, uh, you know, really competitive compared to them. So, and to see what they've achieved, you know, it's a uh, is uh, really really exciting, and it's uh, uh, it's really really cool to see, and and for me to work with them, you know, I know they they're all really really good guys, you know, and and I think at the end of the day, I think that's kind of the team spirits behind it, and 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 I think we can. Uh, 
yeah, work really well together. And, you know, I've been out of an IndyCar for a while, so hopefully they'll they'll be pretty nice and, uh, you know, giving me so, some pointers when, when I get back to get up to speed as quickly as I can. Well, don't listen to Will Power then, because he's going to tell you to turn right out of uh, pit lane when you do your refresher program. Yeah, notes taken. Yes, that guy. I don't know if you've seen the videos he's been posting lately with his face transposed and all kinds. Yes. Um, like he, boy, yeah. I'm gonna. We're gonna book him a psychiatrist or something like that. Uh, next question comes in from our friend Dan Gallagher, who says, "Sim, do you have any details?" as to a testing program leading up to the month of May or simulator sessions? What do you know about getting ready to go back to the Indy 500? Uh, yeah, I think uh, there's some uh, some testing plan for sure. Right now, actually, we are just looking at all the calendars because, uh, uh, you know, I, I have the GT Masters program who's also starting in, in Europe. So, uh, yeah, I, we are actually, as we speak, aligning all the calendars and uh, hopefully I'll come to the U.S. Uh, very soon to 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 get a test day done and get my seat fit and, and all that uh, to be as ready as we can when we when we show up at the speedway why don't we go to a question that you've probably been asked uh countless times in the last 24 hour 48 hours and uh, we're going to use one from our pal jeremy davis here as the one representing the many people who asked uh, i know it's currently the indy 500 only but is there a chance you could be full-time for 2022 and beyond and i guess we have your porsche relationship to consider as well because that's that's not a everyone might not know or realize that being a porsche factory driver is a dream situation <laughs> that any rational person would not try and leave so it's a great question about if you had the opportunity to be full-time with Peretta Autosport, do you let that soak in or think about that too much right now? Or, or how do you deal with that uh, possibility, knowing that it is something they've said they'd like to do? <laughs> yeah, they, they, they said that, uh, that that yesterday for sure, you know, and I hope that, you know, the, the team grows. You know, I think that's what, what we're here for. And, uh, yeah, like you said, you know, I right now I'm in a really lucky position. You know, I have uh, Porsche behind me who really believes in me and and it's something that uh, you know is uh, really important to me like you said as a driver you know if you can drive for a manufacturer definitely Porsche is is uh, the one uh, you want to be with and uh, and they've been super supportive uh, for for them to to let me do the 500 as well is uh, is super cool of them and um, yeah you know I don't know at the moment you know the focus is really uh, get the 500 done and and really be really good uh, and then you know, we, we see what, 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 what would happen. And, uh, you know, I have the GT Masters as well, well going on. Uh, the goal there is to win the championship. Uh, so, so yeah, there's a few things coming up. And, um, you know, at the moment, uh, my focus is uh, to, to try to win that championship, try to do really good job at 500 and, uh, and be up front. And, and, and then we'll see where the journey goes. But, uh, yeah, I think as a driver, I'm in a, a really lucky position. And, uh, and you know, having a, both, uh, you know, yeah, Pareto Autosport and Porsche uh, around is uh, is really special. I'm going to go ahead and do a little bit of a translation. Simona to full-time IndyCar in IMSA in 2022. If I was your agent, <laughs> if I was your agent, that's what I would be trying to put on the table for you. Because as your fans tell you regularly, once they get you back in May, they're not going to want to let you go. So, um <laughs> 
All right. Let's go to a great one from our pal, Hrishi Deshpan. says, congratulations, Simona. says, my question is, having driven uh, for a woman-led team before an IMSA, that being Jackie Heinricher's, uh, the effort in 2019, says, what is something you're looking forward to about driving for Beth? And he also asks, do you think that there's any unique or different things possibly about having a woman as your team owner that you haven't experienced before an open wheel that might be of value? Uh, yeah, I think I think it's different, to be honest. You know, I, uh, like in the past, I haven't had that experience. And, and with Jackie, I did. And, and now with Beth, it's, um, I, th- I think it's quite cool. You know, I think because all of us, really fought hard to be in this position. You know, Beth has accomplished quite a lot uh, throughout her career and to be now a team owner is, uh, is you know, I think it's pretty emotional for her. But uh, I think we all realize also like the goal we have with this. You know, we have uh, uh, a lot of people that are looking up to us and, and I think right now there's just a lot of like puzzle pieces who are coming together for us to really make an impact. Uh, and and I think we we all really aware of that and actually um, having Beth, you know, as my team owner, we, we really, you know, believe in the same thing. So I think it's, that's uh, something really special. And, you know, we all want to win. I think, uh, you know, we're all in, I think we're all going to really put, you know, 110% into it that, uh, that it really, re- it really happens. And, uh, and, and I think, uh, that can be like a key factor in this to, uh, to really, showcase that uh, that it can get done and uh, and you know hopefully yeah will along really inspire a lot of people you know to just uh, go for it and not uh, not be scared uh, uh, to do something add to this sim it's one of those weird and possibly uncomfortable things i don't know if you if it is for you but if you read any magazine watch whatever news show here in america when there's an african-american guest they tend to be the ones who are asked about race and pretty commonly and regularly. And as if an African-American person represents all African-Americans, which isn't the case, you and a select number of women who've been high profile in racing, similar thing when it comes to women in racing. You're always asked about it. You are expected or believed to be a voice for all women in the sport. Again, not true, but you do carry, and you've always carried an understanding that you are representing more than just your desires to be a race car driver and a champion and an individual athlete who is successful. That has to be something you're accustomed to by now, Sim, maybe, but tell me what that is like, because that is a weight on your shoulders and the shoulders of other higher profile women in the sport that admittedly men don't carry in the sport. Men aren't asked about what is it like to be a man and to represent and to inspire and to create the next generation. And But that's a place you've been in. What is that like by now, having done it for so long? Is it comfortable or is it still a little strange? Uh, no, I think, uh, yeah, I think getting a bit older, you know, I think, uh, I think you, I'm more aware of the impact something like this can have, you know, when, when I started my career, you know, I just thought, you know, I don't know, I'm a race car driver. I don't care. You know, I just want to win the race and, and things like that. But I think now, you know, um, 
and 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 I've realized, you know, being a woman in racing, yes, I've gotten opportunities, but you know, if I look at my whole career, really, right now, really, the the puzzle pieces are coming together, and and there's not not a weight on my shoulders, but you know, I think uh, there's the chance to me for me to prove that I can that it can can get done, uh, and and the opportunity is here. So um, I think it's quite cool, you know, and and at the end of the day. It, it needs men and women working together to to make this happen. Uh, and you know, if Roger wasn't involved, like uh, I think this wouldn't happen either. So I think uh, it's it's really cool that to see that this is happening right now. And uh, and at the end of the day, you know, if if we are successful with this, I think it's it's just gonna you know open more doors and and just you know make it more acceptable on 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 everything. And uh, yeah, I think I've grown into it a bit, and 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 you know I'm proud of it as well. You know, for for being in this position now to be to be able to 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 change things. You know, there's the other thing you just mentioned, which is part of this, which is Rogers Race for Equality and Change program that didn't exist when you were moving up from junior open wheel into IndyCar. Uh, we obviously have the W series, which has come online within the last few years. But this is this is something interesting as well. I'd love to get your thoughts on Simona with the the race for equality and change. That is the the spark of inspiration behind this Pareto Autosport effort. This is Roger committing serious resources, putting serious money behind things to try and establish a team that does advance women in racing and specifically North American open wheel. That I would say as well, if you're thinking back to uh, uh, rookie IndyCar driver Simona, you probably might not have dreamt such a program would exist and it would have real dollars put behind it as well. Yeah, I think, you know, maybe it was uh, all the work that, uh, that you know, got, yeah, got done uh, through now and now, now it's here, you know. I, and, you know, yeah, when I was doing uh, IndyCars, uh, you know, my IndyCar career kind of didn't, you know, struggled after, even after having good results. But, uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, it was really depending on sponsorship. And, uh, and, and that's why, you know, I didn't race in IndyCar for a while after, or, or, you know, in any racing sport. And I really had to go wherever the opportunity was. But I think uh, now with, with Roger behind it, you know, I think it's, it's just this step to, you know, to actually, okay, let's do it right. And that's what I've always believed in. You know, if, you know, I, I feel like I'm a good race car driver. I feel like if I get uh, in the right car, if I get the right people behind me to really, you know, see that what uh, what I can do and really, you know, help me achieve that, I think it's it's definitely achievable. But it's taken a, a bit of time, and you know, to actually have Roger do this, you know, he's such an icon in racing already. But for him, you know, to actually really step up and you know, creating this opportunity, I think it's it's super special, and you know, it really makes him. Uh, a, a legend because in in that sense um he he really is you know accomplishing like so many things and 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 it's super super special to see all right we're going to get to the last couple of questions here this one comes in from our pal sarah morell she has asked something that as well a lot of people have already posed I don't know if you know about uh, the merchandise sales side of Pareto Autosport and Simona Di Silvestro, but she asks, when and where will we be able to start buying some T-shirts and hats and merchandise uh, surrounding you and the team before the Indy 500? 
Have you been in on that side as well, or do I need to reach out to our pal Beth to get the down low there? Yes, I think you you would need to reach out to Beth uh, about about that, but I'm sure uh, a few things are in the in the pipeline. <laughs> that is awesome. Uh, let's see. Why don't we go to uh, pal JJ Gertler? Says having the support of Team Penske gives you an excellent head start in May. Asks, what do you think are the biggest maybe blanks or, or areas that you need to fill in between now and May, or maybe even once you climb into the car? It's more a question of, to your point, it's been five plus years since you last drove an Indy car. What are the, the areas you're thinking about now? Are like, okay, I need to get comfortable in these spots again, and then I can take off and do my normal awesome stuff. Uh, yeah, I think you know, go, going into yeah, after a few few years away from the car, you know, uh, the good thing is, I think the Indy car kind of suits my driving style the best. So uh, I'm just excited to get back into an Indy car, to be completely honest. But I think yeah, there's a few areas that I'm definitely gonna have to work with. But I think the biggest thing is just getting comfortable with everyone that I'm working with uh, in the team. I think that's really gonna be the the first thing that I need to accomplish. You know, as soon as I I come over to the U.S. is uh, just getting uh, my team around me uh, really uh, on board and 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 know what uh, what all we want to do and and how we want to go at it during the month. Uh, and yeah, luckily there's a few uh, days of uh, of practice before we go qualify. So uh, I think that uh, that that makes you me a bit comfortable. You know, knowing there's a there's a bit of of time to to work and and refresh all the things. Uh, and for sure, you know, the last time I drove to 500, I learned that. Uh, quite a few things and uh, and 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 things that i shouldn't do and should do so uh so yeah i'll i'll come as as polished as i can but for <laughs> sure there might be a, a few cobwebs that uh, hopefully will go away on the first day of testing i love it couple of porsche related questions here uh kevin frederico uh, is asking if you could go speak to your bosses at Porsche Motorsport so we can get a new Porsche IndyCar engine program coming uh, to go with you. So just when we get off the phone, if you could do that, Kev, you know, Kevin would appreciate that. Um, Jonathan Green um, asks, and this, I love this stuff, Sim. It's always like, oh, a Porsche driver is going to do the Indy 500. Let's start doing the, the CSI type investigation. He says, Slight conspiracy theory. Does this have anything to do with a rumored connection between Penske, Porsche, and a future IMSA LMDH program? I'll answer that for you. Uh, yes, this is clearly a, a Trojan <laughs> horse to 2023 by doing the Indy 500 in 2021. Jonathan, dang it, man. You figured out the uh, the secret we've been trying to keep for a while. Um, let's see where else. Here's one. Sean Starkey asks, first or says first massive amounts of love and a, and a great feeling and excited for you coming back. Sean says, question, could you share a little bit about the time you spent with those gloves to protect the burns on your hands and recovering from that nasty crash? I'll tell you as well, when I spoke with Bud Denker a couple days ago to put together a story about this news, Simona, that's one of the things he mentioned as well of she is as tough as they come she drives through pain she drives through adversity this is a woman who does not get rattled she is as rock solid as they come this overcoming burns and pain this is part of your mythology uh which i'm again you know about it because you experience it firsthand but 
Could you tell us a little bit about that process and going through the healing process? Because, boy, I think a lot of people would have said, I'm out. Uh, I'll see you next year. Maybe this is too much. That sure isn't what you did. Uh, yeah, I think, uh, you know, and just thinking back, you know, at the speedway, exactly. You know, it's, uh, I think that I've had, I think those were actually, that was my biggest low I've, I've had in my, uh, in my career, you know, and, and, uh, and it really, it, it took a, a while to, you know, get my head uh, back uh, together, you know, finding the confidence, especially, uh, on the oval, to be honest, because, you know, when, when something breaks, it's, uh, it's not something you control. So I think it's a, it's a little bit more difficult to really find the, the full confidence, but, you know, I think it really um, made me as well in the sense, because I, you know, I pushed through it and, um, and, you know, got really got back in the car and, uh, and, you know, a, a year and a half later, you know, I had a podium in Houston. So, so I think it, uh, I think this perseverance <laughs> that I have, I think it really showed there and, uh, uh, and, uh, and, you know, I'm super, proud of myself that I really fought through it and and you know here we are uh, back at the 500 so you know if I wouldn't have done that I don't think uh, I would I would be racing but for sure you know I think it's it, it was really tough and it was uh, it was it was difficult but uh, but at the end of the day I think it uh, uh, made me who I am and it also made me really uh, grow as a person and and understand what what uh, what I'm capable of I don't know if you were ever a fan, Sim, of the nicknames that came along. You, you had <laughs> Swiss Miss, which I think you were very kind in reacting to that, but I seem to recall you telling me privately however many years ago, like, yeah, that really isn't the one. Um, and then after <laughs> the the crash and fire and all that, Iron Maiden was uh, the one that followed in honor of your strength and fortitude. Are there any nicknames? that you've received over the years that you actually like, or do you just prefer <laughs> Simona D fricking Silvestro? Uh, actually, you know, Iron Maiden, I don't think it's too bad to be honest. You know, uh, I, I don't mind. And it, it, it's it, that one really seemed to have stuck uh, quite well. So, so it's not too bad, but it, it, actually funny about Swiss Miss. Uh, yeah. I never was really keen on it. I, I don't know why, maybe because Martina Hingis had it. And yeah. uh, funny story, actually, I met her the other day because I was doing a TV interview thing and, uh, and, uh, she was the next guest after me and uh, I told her about that story and uh, she thought it was really, really funny, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, Iron Maiden, I think is, is pretty good. And, um, you know, I think it has a cool story behind it, why it came, came about. So, uh, so it's it's not too bad, and and you know I I don't mind that that, that it's stuck around. Yeah. Well, heavy metal, Iron Maiden, Simone Di Silvestro. <laughs> I'm uh, still not a fan of the the music, but uh, but you know it's okay. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Uh, final here to close. Our pal Ryan Terpstra says, Simona, what were the things or are there things that you've missed not being an IndyCar the last few seasons? Uh, well, you know, I think uh, just the cars, to be honest, as well. I, I really, when in my time in IndyCar, you know, all, all my career was really open wheel, and uh, and being in IndyCar, I think they're super cool cars to drive. Uh, I, I I think they were something that really suited me, and 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 definitely missed. You know, when when I tried to come back in in 2015, it just uh, wasn't uh, really meant to be. But you know, uh, my 
my journey took uh, some other corners and I'm, I'm really happy right now where, where I'm at. So, um, but yeah, and the 500, you know, I think it, it was always on my mind to, to try to go and do it and, uh, and, and, you know, for it to happen, I think it's, uh, it's just huge. And, and yeah, I'm just excited. You know, I think it's, it's super cool. The, the puzzle pieces are, are really in place for 2021. So, uh, so it's kind of down to me to, to, to make it happen. Yeah. Are there any restaurants in and around Speedway, Indiana, <laughs> comfort food. Is there anything you've missed there that, you know, any places you can't wait to go back to? I know you're, you know, always trying to be as fit as possible, but you got to have at least one cheat day. Come on. Yes. Yes, that's true. That's true. But there's, there's a few places, just, you know, like I, I, I know we, you know, with my ex driver coach, we always used to have a lot of Mexican food. Uh, and uh, Mexican food here in Switzerland is not really available, so <laughs> so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, and I don't know. I think it'll be just really cool to come back to Indy. You know, I, I've I've spent so many years living there, and uh, and just you know made a lot of friends along the way, and and, and to come back, you know, it's it, it's quite cool. And uh, and yeah, I, I look forward to to be back in Indy for sure. If Robin Miller says he wants to take you to Mug and Bun or whatever else, no, just I, run. Know, I actually have never been. This is crazy, huh? I have never been. I've always heard of that place and never been there. <laughs> you will never need another oil change after you go to Mug and Bun, Sim. You'll be good for the rest of your life. All right. Uh, two to go here. And this one I know is a sentiment a lot of people have expressed or been curious about. Our pal Greg Liversedge says, I know the IndyCar community felt there was a sense of unfinished business when you departed the series. He's curious, did you have this or have you had the same feeling in the years since, or was there a sense of satisfaction that your time in IndyCar was okay and over? Oh uh, yeah. It was, I think 50, 50, you know, in the sense, uh, I, you know, I was lucky enough to, to be in the series for four years. I think, uh, it was, uh, I got a podium, you know, but, but for sure, you know, I think, uh, Looking back, you know, looking at uh, how well Simon did, is doing, how how well Joseph, you know, winning championships, and uh, I think knowing that I was, you know, at the time I was really there with them uh, to see that, uh, I think that's something that you know, as a driver, you you also want, you know, and uh, uh, and uh, yeah, for me to come back to the five hundred, I think uh, right now it's a, it's a really good opportunity. Uh, last time I was there, I was really comfortable there. So, uh, so you know, uh, maybe it's time to you know to to get a, a few boxes ticked, and uh, and you know, hopefully it happens. I love it. We're going to close on a bit of a fun one from Grant Stouter. Says Simona, now that you ha- or since you have been a Porsche factory driver, have they given you the opportunity to sample any of their vintage race cars? 917, 962, 935. And I'll add, if they haven't yet, Sim, are there any uh, vintage classic Porsche race cars that you would love to go drive? Uh, yeah, uh, I've actually only had the chance so far to sit in a, a 917. And uh, and to be honest, uh, it would be so cool to drive uh, one. And, uh, you know, I, I hope it's going to happen. You know, there's so many amazing cars and uh uh, and yeah, you know, to be honest, every time you're there, you're just pinching yourself because it's, it's pretty special. It's a, such a cool place. You know, it's a real racing place and, and to see all the amazing cars they have is, uh, is really cool. But 917 is definitely, that would, that would be pretty cool to drive. 
<laughs> well, if they don't put you in one next time you're in Northern California, I have a friend who owns one. I know we can make Perfect. it happen. So we'll, uh, that's another box we're going to get ticked. Simona, seriously, pal, you know, I've been uh, a big fan of you as a person, but uh, even more you as a kick-ass athlete for a long time. And uh, just let me say on behalf of so many others, boy, we haven't even gotten to May yet. We don't even know what the entry list looks like. I think folks already have a favorite that they're rooting for. So congratulations, pal. Well-deserved. 105th Indy 500, here we come. Thank you. Thank you.